Welcome to the E6 Podcast. The E6 Podcast is a place for candid conversations from Colonial Church. We will dive deeper into what our church community is learning, what's going on in the world, and how it all applies to our lives as Christ followers. What's up, everybody? Welcome. We are here with episode number five. We have made it to five, five gentlemen. We're like wily veterans. We are almost to a whole week worth. <laughs> almost. Like five of them. We still got a few to go, but th- I mean, it's like a work week, right? We've, yeah. We've made what's it five. What's That's it a- like for those podcasts out there that are on like episode 384? I don't know. I don't know. I don't have any idea. It sounds exhausting. In about, in about, <laughs> let's see, I can't even do math. That'll be like six years later, six oh, years from now, what? we'll be able to say, hey, remember when we hit number five and we were like, that was, that was a long time we ago. Remember. I don't know. Well, my name is Brooke. I'm glad that you guys are here joining with us. Uh, who else, who else is with me today? Uh, Tanner. Uh, I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me, guys. That's yes. good. It's good. It's it great. Great sentiment. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> yes, and I'm the third wheel here, Lauren. Uh, really enjoying doing this with you both, for real. Squeaky wheel. So, yeah, that's right. Episode five of the E6 podcast, Colonial Church podcast. Um, I, I I saw this on the news today. Uh-oh. It just came out a little while ago. Uh, this is Sunday, by the way. Normally, we record on a Monday, mm-hmm. and I'm just going to do it. I'm going to go there. Did you see in Mount Pleasant, South Carolina, that the mayor of the city called Chick-fil-A because their vaccine line was so long, they called Chick-fil-A, and the manager came out and was helping manage the line for the vaccines. Did you see that? I did not see that. Uh, that was genius. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. How many times are we stuck in a line? And we say, <laughs> and we're like, oh my gosh! I remember, I remember voting. Was in charge here. I remember voting, and it was like, oh my gosh, we've been here for like forty-five minutes already. And dude, if Chick Fil A would just like come and do this it for us, it happened. Like, uh, was it That's was it awesome. golden chick? So cool. it, it actually happened. Because we like, joke about it. All I know the time. all the time, and it finally actually happened. The guy, the the mayor, actually called him, and he was like, hey, "What did he say?" He said, um, "When you need help, you call the pros." And so they had the manager Boom. from the Chick Fil A came out and was like managing the line and getting them all the places they need to be, making sure they had the paperwork. I just thought it was hilarious. That's so, so cool. Good. People dude. are going to be repeating that story. South Carolina. Mayor. It was Mount Pleasant, South Mount Pleasant. Carolina. I love yeah, it. yeah, it was good. Brilliant. I know it's so good. And and it was literally like I saw this like a couple hours ago. My wife was like, "Hey, did you see this?" And I was like, "Hang on, I got I got to talk. Send that to me. We have to talk about that today because it's amazing. That's awesome. Ah, uh, so, so cool. good. All right. So next Sunday is Super Bowl Sunday. Yes. Right. Yeah. I know we've talked about NFL and we throw out sports references often. Um, I'm just curious. I want to hear your guys' opinion. We have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, literally the oldest man to ever play football. <laughs> Basically like like the Methuselah of the NFL versus the Young Guns. And and so I'm, I'm curious who you guys got. Well, first of all, I'm old enough to know that George Blanda is the oldest <laughs> guy to ever play in the NFL. I was being hyperbolic. It's not really the oldest guy. Although it will be the I oldest think, quarterback. I think Blanda right? was like 47 or something. You can look him up. But this is the first time. I'll let the cat out of the bag on my end. <laughs> this is the first time in my life that I have rooted for Tom Brady in a Super Bowl. So you're rooting for Tom Brady? I'm rooting for Tom Brady. Why? Because like, he's old? No, because there was a time when I argued vehemently that he was not the goat, uh-huh. and then the last few years I've just kind of had to sheepishly it come becomes, around. It becomes hard to argue. Like, I mean, like Elway is my favorite quarterback of all time. Okay, he's got five Super Bowls he went to. Went he's to. He's in second. Went to second with five Super Bowl appearances. Yeah, 
This guy's got double. This is what is his t- his tenth, right? His tenth, and he's the underdog. Like everybody's everybody's bet That's money crazy. on the Chiefs and Mahomes, and I, I'm a big Mahomes fan. I think he's amazing. I know all our Texas Tech, West Texas fr- friends are root for him. I'm telling you, I'm rooting for Tom Brady for the first time in my life. It wow. feels like I'm doing something wrong. I called him the Antichrist at one point <laughs> several years ago. Wow. I know. Man. I was joking, and I repented. But I'm, I'm rooting for Last Tom week. Brady. Yeah, rooting was, for Tom recently. Brady. Well, that's, that's, uh, what about that's, you, Tanner? that's interesting. Well, I have a friend who uh, is like just all about the Chiefs, so I'm rooting against the Chiefs just, just because. <laughs> is, your, is your friend listening right now? Oh, yes, Definitely. more than likely. Absolutely. Well, we also have if Matt they're Rizzo. not, I'm going make sure, to make sure that they hear. Yeah, that's right. And we have Matt Ray, who is a, um, a diehard Broncos fan. Which is therefore yeah. anti Which means he is against he, the Chiefs. So I'm assuming, we didn't talk about he, this morning, but... My Bronco, I used to live in Denver. My Broncos friends hate the Chiefs, yeah. right? and they loathe Tom Brady. Yeah, well, this is interesting. Under, that's kind of interesting, yeah. I wonder if that changes now that he's not a Patriot. I did Probably. see, though, that, that, that it was interesting that if you want to argue about him being the GOAT or not, that when he is... Um, we're diving into all kinds of sports all things. All kinds like, of stuff. We go. We're yes. deep in this hole already. Hot sports takes. Uh, that's right. That, that the last time the, um, the Buccaneers made the playoffs and the first time that the Patriots made the playoffs... Were like, or, or with, with Tom Brady with Tom when they Brady. started that, that it was like the same time. Yeah. And then when Tom Brady switches sides, the Patriots didn't make the playoffs the this year for the first time in forever. And the Bucks made the playoffs and the Super Bowl for the first time in forever. That's I mean, we're weird. talking like Warren Sapp days, like back in the day. And they have had nothing since yeah. then. And now all of a sudden they're in, in the Super the Bowl with a 43-year-old quarterback. He does not look forty three, man. He's so you're going, you're going Bucks as well. Yeah. Okay. Just I'm. It's just, like just because. I, honestly, I don't care. Yeah, I, don't I don't really care either. I'm I'm rooting for a good game. But I also just like you know I'm like, let's have a good game. Let's yeah. have some fun. And also, if I can see my friend cry, then that'd be great. <laughs> <You're> so, <laughs> it's always so that's always a great option. Oh well, yeah, it's course, always yeah. a great option. So yeah. I, I guess okay. Since you guys are both going Bucks, then I guess I'm gonna have to go with the Chiefs. I like the Chiefs just because. Uh, I think Mahomes is is a blast to watch. He's so fun. Like Tom Brady is like a um, uh, he's kind of like a Lauren Jones when he's preaching. Easy what? listening. He gets it done, but he's still just standing there. <laughs> and then there's like Wait, Patrick Mahomes, and he's like uh, he's like a uh, like our friend that's coming up here. We're gonna do an interview in a little while. He's like like Pastor Youngblood. Oh yeah, it's he's actually, like he's he's so much more entertaining to watch. Yeah, One yeah. of those two looks good. <laughs> is actively oh, moving yeah. around. Yeah. <laughs> the other one, have you seen have you seen the clip? I'm not even kidding, the clip of Tom Brady running at the NFL Combine back in the day. Um, I don't know, man. Everybody right now, do yourself a favor, Google <laughs> Tom Brady running at the NFL Combine. Are you talking like the like the 40? The 40-yard dash. He's got nothing on but a pair of gym I shorts. I have seen that. You're right. Yes. And he looks like the most unathletic yes. awkward dad. <laughs> Running well, when you go in the seventh future round, goat. It, nobody knew at that point, yeah, right. You know, future yeah. greatest of all time. I'm telling you, do yourself a favor <laughs> if that's all you get out of today's podcast, Google that. That's right. I yeah. hope that's not all you get out of it today, but um, so I, I alluded to it already. But but coming up, you're gonna want to stick around. We have um, a special interview with our friend, uh, Pastor Youngblood, um, one of our new favorite friends that we've gotten to know in Absolutely. the last uh, in yep. the last six months or so. And um, so we're, we're excited about that. We're gonna talk to him mm-hmm. in a little bit. So um, Lauren, what? Why this is the fifth time though? Why are we here? 
fifth time. We're just going to keep saying it. Uh, <laughs> we are, I think, even more excited now than we were four weeks ago yeah. to have a different platform for us to engage together. At least two, three pastors from Colonial, uh, definitely bringing some guests on from time to time and having conversation. The more I, I even describe this to friends face-to-face the last few weeks, I see heads nodding. I, I, I sense excitement. I've gotten some good feedback from our, our slowly growing list of listeners. Um, but they, we just don't do conversation in the church. We yeah. do lectures. Right. We do teaching at people. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I embody that. That's so much of my role. And there's a time and a place for that. But this sure. podcast is meant to have give and take. It's meant to have a place to answer questions, actually, from our church people, from our friends. Uh, it's meant to, um, I hope, more and more, be able to model having differences, different opinions, different convictions even, right. that we can model for our people. What does it look like to, to disagree and agree on the essentials, agree on, on the essentials of the gospel and who Jesus is, and let this other stuff roll off our back and, and seek to understand each other. I know we haven't... I was joking with Terry Johnson, one of our folks this morning. Oh, and, Dr. You know, GJ. Dr. Johnson. And um, he's... He's very patient, but he's like, okay, you say that you're you know, <laughs> going to have some tension, some hard conversations, and, and we still have just barely gone there. Um, so I, I think, I think if, can I be honest? I think I'm even just slowly putting my feet in the water. Uh, but I think we're going to experience more and more Did honesty, you... and, um, and we're going to invite. We're going we're gonna to ask some tough questions. Yeah. Yeah, it's, you... not, it's not, sorry, it's not really like a lack it's not a lack of opinions. Yeah, certainly. Um, I think it's just a trying to be respectful of people listening. And, um, even if I'm honest, working it out in my brain before it just comes out, comes out because then you get questions based off some of those things. And, you know, it's really easy to speak definitively about something one-sided like yeah, this. And and this the, the three of us, we tend to verbally process things yeah. out loud more so than probably most groups yeah. do, maybe most right. people do, I don't know. <laughs> but so yeah, I mean and also, you know, it's the you know, we're 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 just now wading in the waters of a of a podcast in yeah. general. It is to, the fifth episode. So. Yeah. Go pull up episode 12 in a couple of weeks. That's right. Several weeks. That one might fire you up. His math skills are lacking. That'll be seven weeks from now, Tanner. <laughs> I said several. You said a couple. Several. Okay, whatever. All right. So before <laughs> before we dive into into this week's content and what's what's new, I want to go back just a little bit. One of the questions I'm I'm, I'm excited. We got several people that ask questions, so hopefully that catches on and Sweet. we get get that as Bring an option. On questions, That's yeah. right. If you haven't figured that out, I'll say it again later. But podcast at colonialchurch.com. We want to be able to talk about your questions, uh, your feedback, or whatever it is as we go along. So one of the questions last week we were talking about child baptism and the way we do baptism here. Um, mm-hmm. And so the question came in, it said, in light of children's baptism and baptism in general, what is Colonial's stance on sprinkle baptisms? Are there circumstances where sprinkled or pouring baptisms is acceptable? Ready, go. And you're looking at me. I okay. am. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I actually, I don't think this is that complicated an answer, especially for us at Colonial Church. Uh, we have a Baptist doctrine. Uh, and our tradition is all about, if we weren't clear last week, it's all about believers' baptism. We don't baptize infants. Uh, we don't baptize uh, toddlers. We, we really want to be patient and wait and, and then allow our kids 
uh, well into adulthood even sometimes to, to, of their own volition, of their own decision to choose to follow Jesus. And then we celebrate with baptism. We celebrate that they believe now. We celebrate believers' baptism. Now, I think this question is about the how, the methodology. Um, we, that, that really just comes down to interpreting the Greek. And I'm no Greek scholar, but uh, I definitely subscribed to the interpretation from the Scripture that the baptisms we have laid out for us in Scripture, the word literally means to, to dip, to immerse. And so um, there's some different history about why sprinkling or, or just some simple sprinkling on top you know, was done. Uh, as you can imagine, especially around babies, uh, it just feels a lot better than just sticking a whole baby underneath the water that doesn't know what's going I on. I think you just toss them in, man. I think yeah. I think the church my parents were a part of, if they'd done that, would have <laughs> absolutely flipped out. <laughs> <laughs> but, but to cut to the chase, it's how we interpret the Scripture. We, mm. There's a lot of things we do now that are based on, hey, that's what we believe that original Hebrew statement or that original Greek statement means, and so we're going we're gonna to follow it. We're not going to just try to do something kind of like it. Now, having said that, to be crystal clear, too, we don't believe there's anything magic about the water um, mm. that saves us. We don't believe there's anything magic about the way we do it that saves us. Um, and so we're, we're pretty laid back here at Colonial. We're pretty laid back in the sense of even being Baptists, but we do believe in, in uh, believer's baptism. We do believe in Baptist by, baptism by immersion. Now, so I don't want to go too me necessarily too far down this road, but the question actually, uh, I know we we talked about like children's baptism mm-hmm. in light of like child dedication things that we had, we we did recently here. But that question actually makes me think about like okay, um, again, hearing you say like we're laid back here, almost kind of defies the question I'm about to kind of pose. But I remember. Um, there was a time when we had a an older gentleman who had never been baptized in his life. He had, was diagnosed with stage four cancer, was in a wheelchair. Um, it actually physically hurt him for us to like lift him mm-hmm. and put him in yes. like a tub. And so um, what I what I saw happen was a cup of water and a pour and a baptism in front of a church, in front of the church. Yeah. Um, it makes me think about that. Like, yeah. what, what of, what of that? Um, is he in hell? Is that what you're asking? <laughs> that's not what I'm asking. <laughs> but, I'm making light of it because I know. Yeah, that that's the answer. Right. Yeah. We maybe maybe we're so laid back is the wrong way of saying it. We really believe that Jesus is all about the heart. Mm. He's all about the heart. So the moment we get stuck in the methodology, we are missing it. Um, can I just remind you, it's, it's a lot of theologians and pastors go right to this. You know, Jesus is on the cross talking to the guy next to him. The guy next to him says, you are the Messiah. He says, I believe. And Jesus says, today, you're going to be with me in paradise. And there wasn't... And then they did the ice bucket challenge. Yeah, and then they did the ice bucket challenge. Well right. put. No, there was no baptism. There was no dunking, immersion. There was no sprinkling. There was no, you know, throw some, you know, water up on the cross. There was none of that. And so it's a reminder that there's nothing magic about it. Um, I, we can have strong convictions about how to do it, right? and we're going to do it that way consistently. And then at the end of the day, it's not primary. It's completely secondary. It's an mm. outward expression of something very real going on on the inside. So to me, what you just described was beautiful. Yeah, They yeah. met that man right where he was. They celebrated his faith. 
And that is as beautiful a baptism as anything I can imagine. And the people, frankly, that get really uptight about doing the baptism thing wrong there, I would say that sounds like a Pharisee right out of Scripture. Well, like really just tied to the the methodology right. more than the heart. More than the heart. That's, yeah. that's my strong opinion. <laughs> that's good. So ultimately, you're saying the way that we do it here, the what we believe here as as a as a closet Baptist church, as we like to say, is that we we believe in in immersion as that symbolic step of we are we are presenting this is my faith in Christ to the public. And that anybody that has been sprinkled or poured baptism or whatever has done that in a different way, maybe earlier in life or whatever, is ultimately that's not a bad thing. That's not that they did it wrong, um, it, or or that 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 now they have to completely change their faith or do anything different. But the, ultimately, that's just a symbol of 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 how we see it in the scriptures. But ultimately, it's the heart that matters yes. and the way that you are living out your faith rather than <laughs> rather than the baptism part. And 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 even a step beyond. Taken my little soundbite or our little soundbites here, man. We we offer a quarterly baptism class, and it's not just so you can you know read exactly how it. you should yeah, do it. Right. It's also a, a good place for you to ask questions, for you to explore. Like for those of you out there that you've been baptized before, uh, but you're not sure if you did it right, or you're not sure what it meant at the time, or any of those questions. That's exactly what that class is for. In addition to people who are for the first time ever given their lives to Jesus and want to celebrate in baptism. Right, right. So, man, take advantage of that. It's a, it's a safe place to, to look at the Scriptures with a few people and ask those questions. That's awesome. Good question, though. Yeah, it's a good yeah. question. I just wanted to, wanted to bring it in. So thank you for asking that question. I'm not sure who that was, but thank you for, uh, for sending that in. Um, so we just finished up our final week of the Dear 2020 series. Uh, Lauren, what, what have you thought so far? We, we, we were just wrapping this guy up, but uh, what are your thoughts looking back at it? I actually um, really enjoyed. It. It's 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 weird to ask the guy who uh, preached what he thought of the preaching. How did you feel like you did? did you feel yes. like you did? Uh, I thought Jordan started <laughs> out really well, uh, and I I really I really enjoyed the the direction we went the last few weeks. It's funny today. Um, <laughs> I didn't know if I was going to share this with you all, but today I I very I was very passionate and enthusiastic about sharing, you know, our vision again as, mm-hmm. as a church and, and how it, how it really just naturally plays into, Hey, let's look forward together and let's be expectant. And, um, I got, I got one text from, uh, a friend and, and kind of one of our studs in our church that said, possibly perhaps the best sermon I've ever heard you give. And I just was like, wow. And it was full of biblical teaching and deep dives the irony, in the scripture. I taught almost nothing from the scripture. You know that. <laughs> it was very much on the vision, vision casting realm. But I also, got, I also got a comment before I left the building this morning that, uh, and he, he's, he's, a, he's a tough one, but he's like, yeah, I, I know I tell you, you do a good job a lot. This is not, this is not a good one. <laughs> <laughs> so, so little window into my world. First of all, so Jordan started out great, and it's yes. gone downhill since yes, then. Exactly. Is what you're exactly what you're getting at. No, I I feel I feel good about it. I think it's a necessary thing. I think in some ways, every every maybe New Year, every January, we need to kind of step back and go, well, what are we doing here? Why are we doing it? Mm-hmm. Uh, what's our what are our expectations and hopes and dreams moving forward? Um, I, I don't know how many people. Uh, are engaged or and or some people I guess are, are bored to tears when we, we share like the one four one four tool or some other strategy and some thinking we put. I, I think for every person who just doesn't care about that, I, I encounter another person 
who says, man, I've never seen a church just be this transparent about the strategic thinking you're doing. And so I have mixed feelings because I know, I know some other people really just want to get into the scriptures or really want to, hey, how do I live my life tomorrow on a Monday at work yeah. follow Jesus? And at the same time, you know, I'm, you're stuck with me being a big picture guy. Yeah, but I would say, you know, I, this is <laughs> to, to, a lot of the, to, to a lot of those people who would be like, I just really want to, how do I live my life today, tomorrow, all that stuff? I would go get in a small group. And they, can, they can help you flush that out, okay. you know? And then I, I don't think it's a, you know, I don't think it's um, needed all the time to like jump into this is how we're flushing this out as a church. Like I felt like we did this this past weekend, but um, I do think it's necessary to know like this isn't just when we get up here and we do talk about hard things, um, you know, we dive into scripture, things like that. It's really good. I felt like today was just like, like a peel back behind the curtain on how colonial leadership um, how we as a community plan to live out the things that God is speaking to us mm. in those other moments. Right. And so I thought today was just a, a really helpful peek into um, we have been working and we have been moving towards this vision God's given us, and here's how you can be a part of that. Mm. You know, and, and that's I, that's the way I took it today. Yeah, I think I think even as you said, you know, like to to live out that on a Monday and on our, on our daily basis, you know, out you know from Sunday to Sunday, like all the the in between time. I think even having that vision of this is what Colonial's vision is. If this is part of your community, you're you're part of this community. So that's mm-hmm. partly the vision for you as well. Maybe the details are different. You're one four one four. If you want to dive into our language about you know how we're mapping out our goals and what our what our our aim is, but you know. Maybe it's not necessarily that you need to have a step for your discipleship pathway, but that you know, still, this is the vision that you have in front of you. And if you're choosing to be a part of this this community, that's it's 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 what's in front of you. And so yeah. now, it is how do you live this out on a Monday, even if our plan of attack As is like, different. This is part of your story on a, on today and, and right. Monday and right. Tuesday, like. Yeah, we may not have dove really deep into a particular passage and pulled it apart and and talked about what is God saying through that and all that stuff, but we are sharing what God has said to us as a community, and it's important for us to know where we're headed so that you can know how how to be flushing this out in your personal life Mm -hmm. as you are engaged in this community, so... Yeah, and you—I mean, you read the, uh, the the you call it the one pager. Uh, that's what we've been affectionately calling this—the twenty-year, the, the big twenty-year vision, right? Yeah. And and I think if if we are to get to that, obviously it's mm-hmm. a god-sized goal. Hopefully, if you guys were there, we're not going to read through it right now because it's long and we don't have that much time. You know, that make it like two hours long, but. Um, <laughs> You know, it's it's a it's a big vision, and it's a God sized vision. It's something that we look at, and we're like, man, that would be that'd be a phenomenal place to live in. Yeah, there's no way I can get that done. It has to be a God thing. But I would say even even uh, not even more than a God thing. That's not true. But but as well, uh, you know, tied along with that is that each person that comes here that is a part of this community, it is a part of their 20 year vision looking forward. Mm. You know, if they are not working on a Monday or a Thursday to try to see how are we going to see God do that, I'm using right. my arms. I'm getting all excited. But uh, he is using his arms know. right now for all those you can't see him. His <laughs> arms are going crazy. I have done that probably most of the times. Yeah, but that's fine. <laughs> but 
you know, if, if, if we're not looking at it like, okay, so how will we get rid of poverty? How do we make sure every kid has a home? How are we making sure that everybody has a chance to hear and respond to the gospel? If we're not going to look for those things in our church, or, or I'm sorry, outside of our church walls, like in our workplaces and in our schools and in our small groups and when we're at the coffee shop, if we're not going to do those things as well, then yeah, it's going to be really difficult to get to a, a huge 20-year vision goal down the road if all of our people aren't yes. bought into doing the same thing. Well, and quite frankly, daily. we expect this of our people. Like, yes. to be honest, like, you, if you say Colonial Church is your home church and you're part of this community, this is an expectation yeah. to like to to pursue these things, to live in this way that um, is advancing that God sized vision for us. Because you know, honestly, we don't we don't know where to begin with a lot of this stuff. But we're as overwhelmed as everybody. Absolutely. else. Absolutely, um, and it's not all on us to 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 make this happen. The beautiful right. thing is God is pulling us together as a community, mm. re- unveiling and revealing these things, and He's putting step by step in front of us that we can take. We can we can take ground on this vision, and so, dude, I thought today was just a beautiful picture about um, God's preferred picture for our church and His preferred picture for Wichita Falls and how we get to be a part of that. So that's I encouraging. I'm, I'm actually really encouraged to hear both of you from the places you're coming. Um, I also want to note. I think I said it too. You said we, we referred to today. We're recording this on a Sunday afternoon. Right. Yeah. About this morning service, we usually record on a Monday morning. We just right. have to tweak our schedule. Um, I want to tell you too. It's, it's. I guess it's a little bit of an adjustment sideways here, Tanner. But I mentioned to you right after our service, mm. uh, you said something to our people along the lines of, "I just, I just want to have fun again, mm. and just this longing for for joy, for celebration." And I can't speak for all the people, certainly, that were online. I can't even speak for most of the people that were kind of behind me and to my right. But I just had this sense both within me and with the people around me and the mumblings and the murmuring that we're all like, yes, you know, like, (laughs) you speak for me. And then we clapped way more than we usually clap. (laughs) Like, we don't clap. We do golf claps or we just stand there stiff, and, and including me. And, man, I was like, man, forget this. I'm clapping, you know. And when we were done, it's like before you were done with the song, everybody was cheering. And I, there was just this different sense that was both good in that we were having fun. Mm-hmm. And every bit at the same time, it was like, I, I want to have fun. Right. This has not been fun. Well, mm-hmm. and, and so my, my uh, normally on, on a normal weekend recently, I've been sitting outside of the room and monitoring online and making sure all those things are working, kind of interacting with some people there. And so I haven't been in the room as much, but but to your point, it almost felt like when you said that, Tanner, that it, it was it was almost like giving people the freedom to yes. have fun. And it was like, oh, okay, it was, it was let's invitation. do that. And it, and it felt different than... I don't know. Maybe that, that it's felt for me. It's felt. It felt different in the room. Oh. You know. You know. And and this is the first time I've let my heart go there. Is you know we don't know how the vaccines are going to work. Still, we don't know how long it's going to take. We don't know what different strains. All those unanswered questions we have. But but we do have this growing shared sense of of hope. That, okay, maybe by the summer. Okay, surely by next fall. I mean, there's just this this hope that things are going to get better. And this was the first Sunday that I felt like. I really want to be here with all of our people. Like, I don't know what the future holds. Sure. I don't know if we're going to get back to a full, you know, auditorium. I don't know if we're going to get back to two full services. We're going to have to start a third. I have no idea. Um, 
I just know there's there's something right and good about coming together. Yeah. Um, and I'm not, for all of you that are just staying home and being really cautious and are more comfortable still with where we are, zero judgment from yeah, me. Absolutely. Zero judgment from our leadership. Um, don't mishear me. I'm just saying big picture long term, it's about coming together. Yeah. It's it's not about the event, but it is about connection and experiencing joy together, experiencing sadness together, refixing our eyes on Jesus together, and then scattering and living out this vision. Yeah. You know? I think I'll admit, you know, leading this morning and um just what do you say, you know? Uh I came in like with this this desire to just have fun and be a fun presence and just um, enjoy worshiping with our people. Um, it came through. And speaking, again, like speaking to myself more than anything, you know, mm-hmm. I have mm-hmm. nothing to share with anybody that is profound and just full of wisdom. I just have what like I, I, I know in the moment or like what God's revealing in the moment or um, how I'm feeling. And I just try to present that as best as I can to our church. And today I just wanted to, Dang, I just want to have fun with our church and mm. play songs that that pump me up and sing truth and 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 spur me on and and have our church understand that and see that and sing that for themselves and for their families and mm. um and man, I, I walking off stage today, um, talking to some of the team. This was this was probably one of the most fun weekends we've had in a long time. I can tell. It's usually just Cody Choate having fun. You know, oh, yeah, back yeah. in the drums. Back in the drums. <laughs> He's always. He is, fun. however, a little upset with us. Why? Because we put lights in the drum cage. That's right. And now, now we can see him. People can see him. <laughs> he was. Kidding. He said, "I he like the dark hiding. cave." Yeah. That's right. Uh, if you don't know Cody, he's got this just the super cool man beard that goes like two or three inches. He down. may be the most manly person we have on. He's, our, he's all he's, in our church. He's, he's all tatted up and usually posting pictures of fishing. And the guy's got great skills. Yeah, he's amazing. Love that guy. Yeah. So I love Cody. I, I hate to be the one that has to move us along. Oh, that's okay. Um, I love to talk about Cody just like you guys do. I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, we're 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 already getting to you know. Uh, pretty deep in this and we have a really cool um, interview coming up at the end that I, I want to make sure everybody Absolutely. has time for. So I want to ask a couple of questions as we kind of hustle through some of this stuff. Obviously we laid out the 20 year vision again. We talked about our three year goals. We talked about um, the discipleship pathway really briefly. Um, one of the questions that we had, it says, I love the idea of a local church network, which is one of the things that we have as our, as one of our three year goals. Um, love the, the idea of a local church network here in our city and region. Has there been anything like that before, and what churches, what churches or church leaders have you connected with to this point? And I know we're going to get to that some with the interview we have, but what right. would you say so far? Yeah, the I guess first of all, uh, one one aspect of that question is what have we seen before? I've only been here two and a half years, so what I'm going off of in answering that question is what do I see now, and then what have I heard secondhand that was was uh, present in the past. And I have had a resounding, just blank stare, like, no, nothing good. Mm-hmm. I've talked to uh, Bob McCartney, for example, who's the pastor at the biggest church in town, First Baptist, Wichita Falls. He's a total stud, by the way. If you don't know Bob, I really like him. A lot of respect for him. Uh, he has said there have been seasons in the past where there was something called a ministerial alliance. That's a common term for kind of like a local church network amongst ministers. But, but those are almost entirely 
amongst people from the same camps, the same denomination. And, and he just has clearly implied to me those have been short-lived when they've come around. Uh, I, you know, he's only been here, like I said, 12 years. So maybe there was something 20 years ago or 40 years ago. But every pastor I've talked to in my two and a half years has just shakes their head and says, no, I mean, we've got some folks within our own denomination that we connect with. But as far as across the city, different churches of sizes and colors and denominations, no, there's nothing like that. Hasn't been anything like mm. that. So I, I don't know what the future holds. I think there's a lot of reasons that isn't supposed to happen. You know, uh, I know in our interview with, with uh, YB, I know right. he talks a little bit about that too. Um, but having said that, I, will, I, I am encouraged. Um, I, I am not good at a bunch of things. Um, I'm really bad at a few things. Uh, one of the things I do well, I think just because I enjoy it so much, is connecting with people. And I have sought out uh, different church pastors in town, and I've tried to seek out different kinds of church pastors. And I'll just rattle off. I have loved forming friendships so far with Bob over at First Baptist, with Lance Bourgeois at Grace. What a great church. What a, what a great dude. He's become a good friend already. Uh, Ronnie Whitfield over at One Life Church. Um, I love that we've connected with David Youngblood that you're right. going to hear from. And our, uh, he's, a, he's a black pastor with Unity Church. Such a cool guy. Kingdom guy. Uh, on the other end of, of, of just uniqueness, I've, I've really enjoyed connecting with Father Peter Cavanaugh, who's at the local uh, Antiochian, uh, am I saying that right? Uh, Orthodox <laughs> Church. Antiochian. Yeah, that's right. Antiochian. Antiochian Orthodox Church. Uh, very different than us on paper. Uh, a lot of high church, a lot of ritual, even a few things we disagree on, and he loves Jesus. And so we'll meet, and he'll have his stiff black shirt and a white collar and use a lot of huge words that I barely understand, and yet I know he really cares about me and cares about the church of the city. So he's been a, a good friend. We're actually meeting next week. Uh, I got to meet this past week with George Davis, who is another black pastor over at New Harvest Church. And uh, some would argue kind of like the godfather <laughs> of black pastors here in town. He's been around a long time and uh, a guy I really am get, enjoying getting to know better. Um, we've got Ben Murray over at City Hope that we've become friends with. We've got um, uh, Cody McMurray, who just uh, with uh, Acts 29 Redeemer. planted Redeemer. Mm -hmm. Excited about what they're doing. Um, already, I think they're meeting on MSU's campus. Um, those are the ones that yeah. come to mind. That's a short. That's a fairly short list compared to 250 churches here yeah. in our, our yeah, city. But it just takes time. It takes it takes hour long sit down conversations. Mm -hmm. right. It takes playing golf. You know that we're going to do with David real soon. It it just takes intentionality on a relational level to build trust to overcome assumptions we have about each other. Uh, and to pull ourselves out of our own busyness. You right. know, I, I don't have time right. to bounce around and meet with all these pastors, and yet it matters. I think it's, it's central to our mission here at Colonial to be a part of what God does across the city. So, Well, if we need to go play golf with them, I am willing to make that time. I think that is I incredibly hear. generous of yeah. you, Brooke. I know, you know, I, I just try to help. Right? Yeah. yeah. All right, so just real fast, um, we have a couple other ones I want to get to real fast. Uh, we talked about building a storytelling culture. Um, somebody asked a question, uh, is storing, storytelling from the stage, like testimonies, like how do you envision that as part of a culture? Oh my goodness. You yeah. want to speak to that, Tanner? Yeah, yeah, I can. Um, storytelling, uh, I think 
the way the way we've looked at it, the way we framed um, maybe storytelling culture, is basically like um, kind of with our heads up, noticing what God is doing and noticing how He's at work, and then being able to share that story, whether it's through a video, whether it's through conversation in a small group. Um, whether it is, sometimes it may be on stage with somebody facilitating something, you know, I think it's a little tricky, a little messy, uh, when you say, Hey, come stand up and share your story. Sure. Um, but, but we have done some things in the past of, you know, Lauren, I I flash back to like having kind of a panel of people and Lauren up there facilitating conversation based off relationship we've had with those people, um, so really, like just being able to tell the story of what God is doing in multiple areas and in multiple uh, groups of people within our community, I think that's what we mean by storytelling, and and yeah, capturing some of that sometimes through video and yeah, yeah, and, and I podcast. also podcast, yeah, I also yes, absolutely, this is a medium we can yes use for to, sure to for bring sure somebody on share their story. Um, which is great because you don't have to be in front of a b- big crowd. You just talk into a microphone. You know? And we're going to do that in like another five minutes. There we are. Uh, I would also add, I, I agree with everything you just said, Tanner, and, and I think part of our heart is to teach and maybe even, dare I say it, convince people mm. that we all have stories to tell. Yeah. Like uh, some of us have crazy dramatic stories of encountering mm-hmm. God and life change. Some of us, I think a lot of people in the church think, well, I don't really have a story to tell. I mean, yeah. You know, and, and, and no, you do. Yeah. Because there's what life was like before <laughs> you, were, you were surrendered to Jesus, what led you to come to know Jesus and choose to trust him, and what's life like now? It doesn't even have to be dazzling or intense. It's just, it's you being one more person that says... I love Jesus. While while That's it is true, while it is true that each one of us is, we bear some sort of insignificance in in some way. Your voice and your story and what God is doing in your life matters. It you speaks. have no idea. Yes. You have no idea the people and the community that needs your voice. It right. needs your story. You have no clue what God's going to do with that. And here's one quick example: is when my wife and I first shared about our infertility struggles mm-hmm. years ago. Almost didn't share it, in part because it's very private, it's painful, but also we're like, who wants, to, who wants to listen to that? I cannot tell you how many people have asked if they could talk to us, have asked if we could go to dinner, have called my wife, have texted me, have how many men since I moved here in Wichita Falls have said, hey, can we have coffee? I just, mm. my wife and I are going through this and I've heard you mention that. You just share one little sliver of your story, and right. it opens up opportunities to help people, to walk with people through things, uh, much less be able to share the gospel. So mm. that's hap- happened to us too. You know, opening up about talking about adoption, like we actually adopted our son while we were here, at you know yeah. at Colonial. It was you know in in the last. I mean, he's he's almost five. So in yeah. in the last six years, he he has been a part of our family, and so it's the same thing. We've had people that like we've met with them over Facetime and just just talk back and forth, even even having some of the conversations about being a white family and having a black son and how that's changed. So sure. yeah, it's the same thing. Once you, once you open up, even though it's not like, hey, this is the radical transformation that my that my life went through when I met Jesus to, you know, I, I gave up all my drugs and now I now I just read my Bible. You know, it's, it doesn't have to be in, you know, anything crazy, but just being able to open up and share 
tends to make other people open up and share as well. Yeah. And that being one of our radical minimums, um, that we all have to kind of get used to, like, yeah. ah, are we sharing our this, story? This is How central right. to what we believe it means to follow Jesus is to be storytellers. I really believe that. Yeah, yeah, I believe it. And to whatever degree that, you know, we feel like some small part of this thing is insignificant, like it's a it's it's a huge it's like a necessary piece to the puzzle. Mm. You know? And um so I think I think um we're we're right on with what God wants us to do with creating that storytelling culture. So Well, I, I feel like I'm I'm rushing us here and, oh, and and saying, Okay, well we gotta we gotta wrap up, but I don't want people to miss the, no, don't the miss interview, interview, interview that we've got coming up. Oh, it's, it's gonna so be good. it's gonna be good. So, so good. I have some other questions that, that are from some other people, some talking about some some worship school and talking about self identification, some of the other things that we dealt with, and some of those are just kinda getting into the weeds, so we're not gonna deal with that right now because I want you to hear from from Big Pastor deal. YB coming yeah. up. So uh uh, last call. Anything else you guys want to make sure we cover today before we move on? No, Brooke. I think you're doing a fantastic. Thanks. Job. I appreciate what, it. You just you're really good at this thing. <laughs> you really I are. on a on a quick note. I'm, I know I'm blowing smoke here, but uh, people don't know Brooke James. You know, way too many people here know Tanner Hodges. Oh, way too wow. many people here know Lauren Jones. Yeah. Not enough people know Brooke James. Brooke he's, James. He's the quiet stud in the corner. You're getting a real... Now he's going to walk by you in a crowd, and you're going to hear that voice. You're going to hear that sweet, soulful podcast yeah, voice, right. and you're going to go, that's what Brooks, lo- Brooks looks oh, like? Not that Brooks, guy? it's Brooke. There's only one. Oh, that we don't guy. need more There's than that. that. Oh, you've said that before. More than that would be... Anyway, you're doing a good job, too much. Well, I, I I'm enjoying it. this with you guys, and in part because you're holding our hands. All right, yeah. well, let's pause yeah. that conversation, because good Lord. <laughs> um, and uh, we'll move on. We're going to come back next week. Uh, stick around. We're going to have an awesome interview that you're going to want to hear. Lauren, before we do that, what can we expect next week? Next week, we're kicking off something new. I know you've been itching to talk about it for a while. I've been holding back. What's up? I actually forgot to tease it this morning at church. Yes. uh, Sunday, we're shifting gears, brand new series. It is called, We Don't Talk About That, Difficult Topics We Ignore. Did I say all that right? Nope. Difficult Topics the Church Ignores. Difficult (laughs) Topics the Church Ignores. So the main title is... doesn't name these things. We don't talk about that. It's a collective process. Um, I don't want to spoil exactly where we're going, but for the next four weeks, uh, we're going to go there, so to speak. We're going to bring a couple of difficult topics. You probably all are thinking controversial, and to me, they're not controversial at all. But we're going to go there. We're going to actually give you a little taste of at the movies, dare just I a bit. say that? Just out loud? a bit. Don't get too excited. We're not. We're not decorating the whole campus and got characters walking around in costume. None of that stuff. We don't have an axe throwing booth. Uh, Although I, right. I want that, always I want that back. Throwing. These would, would like be these back. would be awkward uh, awkward characters wandering around. Yes, if we were they to... would. And we're not going to do that. <laughs> but but we yeah. are going to give uh, uh, for all of you that have experienced at the movies with us before. Uh, two of the next four weeks, including this Sunday, our first Sunday to dive in, we're going to use a movie to draw us back to the scripture, back to, to truth. And we're going to use a movie to tell the story, to, to teach, uh, teach something to us. And so it's on the heavy end. This is probably a good time mm-hmm. for you to take note. We're going to try to get the word out this week and certainly the day of next weekend. It's on a very heavy, both of these movies we're going to deal with uh, this week and then two weeks later on the 21st are heavy, hard to watch, um, probably not great for the little ones. <clears throat> And so one of the challenges probably for, not great. Yeah. Or not. I great. would say I would I would say these while these are really good conversations for our kids moving forward. Uh the way that we're going about 
uh, bringing these conversations to our people is not geared toward children. Not geared toward children. Yeah. So to be clear, if you're here on campus with us this Sunday, we've got kids stuff all the way up through fifth grade. Make sure you check in. Into 42. Make sure you check Register in as soon as the Wednesday. opens Wednesdays. Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah, Wednesdays mm-hmm. at four, I believe. Mm-hmm. So take advantage of those spots. It'll be on Facebook. If you're online with app. us this weekend um, or you just weren't able to get your kids in because you put it off, uh, maybe you watch it first. Maybe you watch Sunday morning or later that day by yourself or with your spouse or with your adult friends. Uh, I just would be really cautious because uh, we, we want to be able to talk about hard things, and we can't always do it with kids in the room. Yeah, and, and so, these are, this is a very uh, visceral way of experiencing some of the sure. things that we're talking about. Yes. Yeah, good way of putting it. Yes. Yep. I, I am looking forward to it. A lot of hard work has been put into this. And I think it's going to be very fruitful. Little teaser too. Next Monday morning's podcast have mm-hmm. an interview with two special guests on the topic we're going to dive into on Sunday. One of my favorite interviews. The interview we just did with with YB and this interview with these two gentlemen about our topic are I'm, it makes me more excited about our podcast. Yeah, Good yeah, stuff. for sure. Yep. All right. Well. Pause that conversation. We got to move on. Um, for any of you that have questions, those of you that sent in questions, thank you for being a part of the conversation today. Uh, I apologize for some of you that we didn't get to your questions, but uh, you can always send us an email, uh, podcast at colonialchurch.com, and we want to involve your conversation, your part of the conversation, your questions in what we're talking about here. So send that in. You can get it through the app. You can in anywhere you want to send us, however you want to send us a message. I don't really care how you do it. If you want to just say, hey, I sent an email to the office. You want to call and ask that. I don't care how you ask. Just ask your questions. We want to make it a part. So if you haven't downloaded the app, make sure you download the Colonial app. It's the easiest way to get connected with everything. You can get it in the App Store. You can get it in the Google Play Store. It's everywhere. And uh, leave us a review. Ideally, on Apple, that's the one that kind of feeds everything else. But uh, leave, us a, leave us a good review. It helps people be able to find it a little bit better. And um, that's about it. You guys good? We're good. All right. Bring let's on the, uh, Bring on the bonus interview. That's right. Let's get it. Let's, let's start talking to Pastor YB. Man, thanks so much for joining us today, David. We are here with David Youngblood. Pastor YB. Pastor that's, YB. Amen. Can we call you YB? That's oh, like, most definitely. That's what everybody calls That's us. what everybody calls you. Everybody. Military. My wife is called Miss YB at school. My <laughs> son is called YB on the football field. YB. My brother is called Coach YB in Tennessee. My dad is called Pastor YB number one. My other brother's Pastor YB, YB three. I'm Pastor YB and YB everywhere I go. Somebody calls you David and you just kind of freak out, right? It's weird sometimes. (laughs) Oh, you're talking to me. What? It's YB is what I've always gone by. So Mm. it's it's good. Or Or is David when you're in trouble? No, it's David Nathaniel Youngblood when I'm in trouble. <laughs> oh, now now all your people know what to, oh, hey, to start that sentence. All three. <laughs> all three of your people. I love your humility. I, I don't remember when we first met. I guess it was maybe, was it just last year when the pandemic started that we'd met? Actually, we had met before that. We met at 8th Street Coffee. 8th Street Coffee with a bunch of pastors yes, praying together. Yes, sir. We met That's that correct. day. And then we met at the prayer at First Baptist. Yep. And then we got together at the uh, conversation with Chief uh, Borrego. Yes, yes, that's sir. true. We've been in a few different venues with different pastors across the community. And, right. Well, uh, you were one of the few pastors that I have. Well, first of all, you're one of the few pastors I've been able to meet oh, here okay. in town. Okay. Um, the list is growing, but it's it's a slow slow <laughs> process to build friendships across church lines and right. you know, all that kind of stuff. That's tough. It is well, tough. There's a lot of pastors that. 
don't return my calls. I have. A, a, <laughs> I don't return your calls. I have an opinion on that, but I don't know if y'all are open to that over the airwaves. So <laughs> I, I'll keep it to myself. You know. <laughs> well, I know there's lots of reasons, but uh, I appreciate you being one of those guys that returned oh, my call, definitely. wanted to hang out, yes, sir, wanted to, wanted to have a meal or drink, or yeah, wanted we, to get to know each other, play golf. Play golf. That's right. We haven't done we that yet. Done but that we yet. talked trash. It's coming. About it. That's it's good. coming. That's good. I've been practicing, trying to up my game a little bit. So I'm come not, on, I'm not man. the one holding us back. I'm sorry. So I'm, <laughs> it ain't gonna matter. Let me put you on the spot about a couple things. Okay. YB, uh, you're you're pastoring and leading Unity Church. Yes, sir. Which is officially when we talk about different denominations and groups. Uh, we are a Southern Baptist church. Okay. Although uh, I joke all the time about us being a closet. Southern Baptist Church. <laughs> Somebody threw the B word out of our name a long time ago. Yeah, uh, but that is those are our roots, and that's certainly our our theology, our doctrine. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're very loosely connected to some other Baptist churches for sure. Uh, but you are your church is the Church of God in Christ. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So I did not know this until we were just talking off air before this, but it's the largest denomination of. Predominantly black. Predominantly black Christians. Correct. Mm. You blew my mind with that, because I don't know how I did not know that. Yeah, it is extremely uh, big, actually. Extremely I, I had to say big. it like that. <laughs> um, when we come together for what we call Holy Convocation, which mm-hmm. is a, our conference, our number one convocation uh, conference in November, we held it, or we usually, well, we had to move it to St. Louis, in the, the dome there where the Rams used to play. Yeah, the Edward Jones Dome, right? 80,000 people. Wow. Imagine 80,000 people in there for, uh, or or not 80,000 people. I mean, yeah, well. Somewhere around there. Yeah. That's probably, yeah. We, we can, we can, we can fill up a stadium easily mm. with just delegates being yeah, there. Yeah, so that's just, just your, delegates just from all the churches. Delegates. Wow. Yes, and, and so when you think about it, we have a board of bishops that's a 12, 12, 12-man uh, governing body. Our presiding bishop at this time until February 23rd when we have elections is Bishop uh, Charles Edward Blake out of L.A., and him being probably having one of the largest churches in America. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has over 30 million uh, members, including Denzel Washington, Magic Johnson, Samuel L. Jackson, Tiny Lister that just passed away, mm. Chris Tucker, and uh, Angela Bassett, Courtney B. Vance, they're married. And you have a list of a lot of people that go there. Mm. And that's just the, that's just his church. A lot of the churches are small, uh, what mine's considered small. And there's millions of them. Mm. We have churches in uh, the Philippines, like at least 20 or 30 in the Philippines. Mm. We've got thousands of them in the continent of Africa. The, the denomination is huge. My dad is a pastor in Okinawa, Japan. I remember you saying that. Yes. Yeah. And so when you look at it, the denomination has been around for over 100 and I want to say 114 years. Mm. Wow. And so it, it's huge. It's and, big. And uh, to get, to get awesome. real, it's the, it's the black version of what we would we, we pasty white people would call the Assembly of God. Assemblies Church. of God. They, so, they, so that's how they tell us a little bit of how that started or 
Well, Bishop Mason started the Church of God in Christ, and to be completely honest and open with you, they were together in worship together, but it was segregated inside the building. Mm. You would have those that are white on one side and those that are black on another side. This is early 20th century. Oh, yeah, this is real early. And so from there, that's where the split came. Mm. And I believe, if I can tell the story correctly, I believe at the consecrating of all of their bishops and all of their leaders, Bishop Mason was there. Mm. for the Assemblies of God. And so they're basically our brothers and sisters mm. on the other side of the aisle. Yeah. Uh, it has, you know, the blending has happened slowly, but yet it's still, and, and I, I don't know if you all knew this, but it's still segregated as far as denominations and churches are mm-hmm. because Sunday is the most segregated, mm. segregated day and church is the most segregated thing in the world. Mm. And a lot of people don't. I don't talk know, about did that. Martin Luther King Jr. first say that, or am I giving him that quote credit for that quote? I don't know if he was first. He definitely talked about that. Yes, yeah. and it's still relevant to right. today. That was in the ni- 1960s. It's still yes, still very true today. Yes, for sir. Sure. And actually, remember when he had his mountaintop speech, mm-hmm. and before he was assassinated right. the next day, the day before, yeah, he was in Memphis. Mm-hmm. He got assassinated in Memphis. They have the museum there, the Lorraine Motel has been mm-hmm. turned into uh, a museum, wonderful museum. If you get a chance to go there to Memphis mm-hmm. and go to that. Old. Well, that mountaintop speech was at our headquarters there in Memphis really? at Mason Temple. Church of God in Christ yes, headquarters sir. there. Mm-hmm. Headquarters there. When he gave mm-hmm. that speech, it was right there at Mason Temple at Church of God in Christ headquarters. Mm-hmm. All, right, all, this, all this come together in my brain. <laughs> <laughs> so you've been leading here in town, here in Wichita Falls, since 07. Yes, sir. Unity Church since 09. Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, I would love your perspective. Um, one of our heartbeats here at Colonial, uh, and granted, I've only been here two and a half years, but one of our heartbeats is to, to be more kingdom-minded every mm-hmm. day, uh, not to build our own little empire, but to, to really be for the city and for the church of the city. Right. Uh, I have talked to you enough to get a small sense of, of being kindred spirits there. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, and I love Definitely. that about you. Definitely. Uh, tell, tell us what your experience over the last, I guess, that, what is that, 14 years uh, of just observing the church of our city. Like, how, how disconnected are we? How territorial? How competitive are we? Versus what glimpses, if any, have you gotten of, of really the kingdom coming together across denominational lines, across racial lines? Is it more of a dream still that, that you haven't seen? Or what have you seen? I'll stop talking. What have you well, seen, David? The, one of the things that, I, that, that, that I've seen is the ideals of, of uh, some that are, I want to say it like this, um, intimidated. If your church is big, if your church seems to have a lot of members or doing a lot of different things, people are intimidated and really do not want to reach out. Um, that's one aspect. Then you have the aspect of differences. I don't preach like Lauren. I don't know if you've ever heard me preach. I know. I've watched a little bit online. And so my exuberance... You don't hold back. No, no, no. My exuberance... uh, You would think I'm uh, like just wussing out, I think. Oh, no. I've I've, I've watched. I've watched. I've watched. I've watched. You're good. He he didn't disagree with that. He didn't say no. The, The soundness... See, the thing is... The difference between our abilities means, uh, or how we do it, is nothing. Right, right, right. The quality of the content is is what is what people need to look at, and what you present 
is what's needed. Now, where we got an issue is people get caught up in style. Sure. And so that keeps us segregated. Mm. Mm. Um, I can't come preach at your church because of my style, as if I don't know how to conform to mm. where I'm at. Because Paul said it like this, I become all things to all men that I may mm. reach yeah. some. Mm-hmm. And so when we understand that we shouldn't be, we shouldn't stay away from each other because our ministry styles are different. Mm. And so what we find in this city is, okay, your styles are like this. You all hang out. Your styles are like this. You all hang out. And you all look alike. So y'all hang out. Yeah. And so it, you have those that won't come together over denominational theology or, or doctrinal ideals. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you have those that won't come together because of style. Mm-hmm. And then those that won't come together because of intimidation of size of ministry. I do not have half the size that you all have. It's cool. I could care less. That means nothing. Yeah, I hear that. What it means to me is, what, what are you all doing? Let me see what you're doing to produce a ministry of that magnitude. Oh, I'm sorry. Your ministry has only been around 12 years. How long has Colonial been around? Oh, do you really think that your ministry is going to be that size? Mm. And they've been around for this. So you can't compare yourself to anyone. And if someone is doing something great, find out what they're doing. Mm. And that's not what's happening. Right. That's the opposite of comparing. And whether it's intimidation or it's pride that wells up, yes. that keeps us apart. It, sure. Comparison kills. Have you have you gotten any glimpses of of co- connection between churches of cooperation? Yes, I, 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 you, you're implying those are the exception to the norm, right? But w- anything more recent? Well, I I, I connect with you all, um, and because y'all are good, just good people. Y'all are down to earth. <laughs> ain't nothing. Mm. Ain't nothing. You know, it's just it is what it is. And and who I am, I'm just going to be who I am, regardless of who they are, who anybody else is. And so. You all being you all, me being who I am, we have no problem talking. And then we have others that that actually are good with being who they are and us being who we are. And so we're able to connect with them. Um, And so that's not the norm. Mm. That is the exception to the norm. Mm. The norm is I do what I do, you do what you do, and we'll all be good with where we are. And so we actually have a city that is divided by... Uh, location lines and church lines, it's almost not even have anything to do with denom- denominations. It has to do with where your church is located. You stick with your stuff. Hmm. And it's and I have to say it like this. It's almost like gang. Oh, you belong to who? Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. You right. No, you belong. And I'm, it's crazy because I've had pastors that won't invite me to their programs uh, and won't invite me to even speak at their churches because of, well, because of who you are, you may pull some members from my church. <laughs> Foolishness, man. Uh, amen. Stop it. If they're supposed to be there under your leadership, which we're the under shepherds, we're not the shepherds, we're the under shepherds, then be good with it. Bro, if they go mm. somewhere else and they're growing, be happy for them. You said it, kingdom. Kingdom is not ownership. Mm. Kingdom is understanding we're all a part of the same body. You know what the word says? The problem is you're jealous of the toe when you just you should be happy with being a finger. <laughs> that sounds biblical. That's right. <laughs> you know what I love about you, YB? I called you Dave a while ago. And oh, it you're felt, good. It felt man. weird. You're good. <laughs> I love. I, I wish people could see your face as as well as just listen to you right now and get to know you because since I first met you, you 
you ooze this great confidence. Oh man. And oh. like like watch out world, you know? And all at the same time, you are incredibly humble. Oh, and you man. you uh it doesn't it's not false modesty. I can see right right to the core of just you are everything because of Jesus and you are nothing without him. And I, I mean that. I see that in you. I see the way you interact with people. Yeah. And I've seen you preach online a little bit. Uh, <laughs> it, I don't know if it's dancing or preaching, but it's... it's oh, it's, it's all of them. It's, it's all Man, I do yes. it all. It's all I do it all. If you saw me dance, you would stop being my friend. No, no. Yes, you would. No, I wouldn't. I know there's grace <laughs> no. that's real, but you... <laughs> terrible. You know what? Listen, I tell my, I tell the people at the church all the time, like, listen, it don't matter how you praise them, man. It don't matter how you do it as long as you do it. Just do you, I man. I will test that theory. Do you, man. Right. Do okay. you. He does. He does. And that's why he stands still. <laughs> I don't even move. Brooke's like, can you just like move to your left like a foot and a half and then... Stop there. No, no, it's no. okay. We're going to stay there. For it's you. Good. Uh, <laughs> I, I tell you, I appreciate that compliment. Um, the reason why I am the way I am and I, I pray that I stay this way is because I recognize that I'm a man. I have my own struggles, my own issues, and there's no perfection in me yet. Uh, uh, from me, there's perfection in me, which is God trying to work things out of me. That's David. And so, man, I, there's no way I can sit here and act like I got it all together. That's one of the things that bothers me the most is when we have leaders that act like they're there mm. and realize and, and, they, and they, they present that to the people. And one of the things I try to tell people, listen, I am not perfect, not one bit, but Lord knows I'm striving to be who he's called me to be. Mm. And because of that, me and you are on the same level. I just have a different assignment. Mm. Plain and simple. I love it. Just got a different assignment. Love it. I just happen to have a microphone. <laughs> hey, man, I'm, I'm glad we got to put one in front of you. So it's, it's really good. Well, while we're learning about uh, about the YB clan and we're okay. also learning about uh, unity, what 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 is ultimately the mission of unity that you guys, you, you were talking about that you guys have, have uh, um, it was birthed new in, mm-hmm. what'd you say, 2009, I think? 2009, February right. 1st, 2009. So what, what is the mission of unity? And then, and then I'm, I'm curious, like, what does is, what is 2021 look like for you guys? I'm glad you asked that. That's wonderful. I, we had a leadership conference uh, a couple of weeks ago, and uh, I don't know if you know Dr. Sam Chand. Uh, he's a, le- a Christian leadership guy, uh, C-H-A-N-D, D, right, Sam yeah. Chand. Mm-hmm. If you ever get a chance, I think he's from India. Mm-hmm. Man, it's one of phenomenal leaders, one of the phenomenal leaders in Christianity as a mm. whole. Uh, he, he goes around and talks to many of CEOs, and I mean, the guy is... I wish I had the money to bring him here, which I don't. I don't. I'm, we would have to do a collaboration, <laughs> city collaboration, to go. bring him here. That sounds like a he plan. Is, he is on that level. Right. He's on that level. Um, and one of the things he said was, "You're going in. The, you're in the airport, and you have a suitcase. And somebody opens up your suitcase. They can see how you packed. And when they open up your suitcase and see how you packed." If you have shorts, if you have bathing suits, you have flip-flops, that says you're going to wear to the beach. If you have scarves, if you have sweaters, if you have things uh, of that nature, it means you're going somewhere cold. And so one of the things I asked my leaders when we just had our leadership meeting on Thursday, listen, if somebody was to open up our suitcase at Unity, what would they see? Mm. Would they understand where we were headed? Does our suitcase match our trajectory? Or are we throwing a whole bunch of stuff in here and just doing and not preparing for where we're headed? Where we are headed, when someone sees unity, 
my prayer is that we are meeting the, the needs of one family, meeting the needs of families one at a time, mm. being able to impact the families of the community. And if the question's asked, if unity was to shut down, would we be missed? Mm. Yeah. Can the community surrounding our building say, yes, we miss them? Yeah. That's what we're looking at making our impact in 2021. We've started uh, two nonprofit organizations that we're getting legitimized now. That's one thing I wish people would understand. It takes a minute to get things legitimized with yeah. 501c3 and all those different documentation. Um, but we want to make sure that we have all our paperwork in a row so that we can feed effectively, we can minister effectively, we can provide what's necessary for the community. That's what we want Unity to be known for, not David. Right. Not a a personality driven ministry, but a ministry that says, if we weren't here, would the families recognize that we're gone? Mm. So that's where we're headed in twenty twenty one. It's awesome. And that's our that's our goal. Mm. I hope that answer I hope that answers. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Okay. I love that we uh I know I know we partnered with you guys in November. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Was it, no, it was November yeah. around Thanksgiving. Yeah. Uh we've done this this uh, effort each of the last three Novembers, and this third one was my favorite because we, we reached out and asked if you guys wanted to do it with us, and you guys were enthusiastic about oh, it. Oh, yeah. Um, it was just a, a small thing we did together. It was, I don't know how big a dent we, we made in the, the needs of people for, for food, for Thanksgiving, for Christmas, but, oh, it was, it was fun to, to be a part of it with mm. you guys. And I, it was more of a tease, if I'm honest, because I felt like I got to meet several of your people yeah. and, and rub shoulders for about 30 seconds at a time, right. and it just made me want more, you know? Um, but I'm really glad we did that. Yeah. Brooke, Brooke, what was your perspective? You helped organize it and worked with YB on getting it together? Well, I had to learn a lot just to uh, rem- remember how to do it with some other with other people and not just not just me. Uh, it's a little more complicated. Right? Me and Lola and Barbara over here deciding what we're doing. So yeah. Um, so that was. I mean, it was it was a good challenge just for me. But but I, I agree. It it felt like a. Uh, it, it felt like it was just like it, it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough from from my perspective. It was, I wanted it was like a nibble at the table. Right. Right. It was just like together. ah, this is yeah. this could be so much. This could it be can. so great. This could be so and much more. Hundreds of meals. Absolutely, I don't even know what the final impact. Do you know what the? Uh, I, I, I don't I, remember. I hesitate to use I, I, master math. It was exactly. some. It was somewhere around five hundred. I think once we got all of it That's done with, of with Thanksgiving and Christmas, and but we're talking specifically about the experience the day of, right? Of doing it with you guys, YB. Well, I, let me let me say this to you. I want to give you all this testimony because you all don't know. We left with with some turkeys, right? Of some people that didn't that didn't get cards. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you how they shot over to my church and met me at my church. And a couple of families was like, I didn't know what I was going to do. Mm. And from there, we also pulled out our checkbook and gave out some money for folks that needed actual food Mm -hmm. to go to to carry them to Thanksgiving. Not Thanksgiving. And I was like, this opportunity, y'all don't understand that the opportunity created more than just mm. we're giving away a meal. You all provided an opportunity for us to connect with you to help some families sustain throughout the holidays mm. when they didn't know if they were going to be able to make it or not. Yeah, yeah. So, well, that's good. yeah, that, that's good. That, that nibble was like, oh, 
But see, what's crazy is we're talking about a nibble. We're like, man, I want more. Yeah. And they're like, oh my God. Yeah. You made you you gave me sustainment. Mm. And we we'd never we'll never know, and we probably still never know right. the impact that little bit mm. made. Mm. And I'm sitting there over there, I'm like, man. Wow, thank you, God, that we was able to do this. This mm-hmm. was wonderful. And I, my people were so excited. It was like, pass it over. Because sometimes, and, and, and let me say this to y'all. I, I want to encourage you all. Sometimes you don't understand uh, the vision that God gives somebody, but then they don't know how it's going to get it done. And then next thing you know, you get a phone call that says, hey, would you like to? And so uh, this is why I, I, I understand the fact that just because I get the vision doesn't mean I have to be the one uh, leading. Mm. Doesn't mean I have to be the one that's out front. Mm. Vision is about accomplishing God's purpose, not having to be the one doing it. And you all allowed us to fulfill a vision, mm. but also meet a need. It's cool. Well, speaking of that, you just you just struck one of my nerves too, YB, because I hated... <laughs> I'm just going to be real on this podcast. I don't know if we probably got all four of our listeners going to get riled up at me. <laughs> uh, I hated that we. I watched the news. Uh huh. Did you watch the news? It was quick. Uh, Dude, quick, quick. A, is, it was super quick. Quick is generous. B, you weren't even like on it. It's okay. Like, but, well, I know you don't care, and I love your humility there. But we did. My heart was not that they hear that we did this thing. Yeah. My heart was that they hear we did it together. Right, and, and and they just left that out. It was All like this it. little yep. soundbite, and I was like, "Oh man, I wish we hadn't even called the news." Well, I mean, know? it's still, and it was even like they they went down the list of here's what's in the bag. I was like, "I don't care. Like none of that yeah, matters." Yeah. At all. And I just thought, given our times, this was November. It's been a really hard year with just escalation of racial tension and all mm-hmm. that. And I think I made right. too much of it in my head that a local news station would I'm getting fired up that a local news station would be excited about oh, it's a it's a pasty white church and it's an all black church and they're they're doing something together what right. and and they weren't at all like thinking about that I think well, and the the thing is it wasn't necessarily that they didn't promote it we did no. and God saw it yeah yeah the I'm, people I'm with, I'm with you the people were impacted no yeah. doubt. I, I don't yeah, want to lose yeah. sight of what really Your matters. Your people sure. were impacted. Yeah. Our people yeah. were impacted. And we came together like there was nothing. Right. And it had no issue. Right. And so what one one thing I realized is, is that one moment is just the opportunity mm. to create more. There you go. Mm-hmm. I like it. And as we create more, they're going to be like, oh, wow. They're doing this, they're doing that. And so it just brings more unity. Love it. It brings more understanding. It brings more camaraderie. It brings more opportunities mm. to make an impact. And the people don't care who they got the turkeys from. The no, people didn't care. No, they That's do right. not. No, they the, do not. They, they, you know, it's like, hey, who who gave us a t- I don't know, some dude over there in the line, <laughs> they gave a turkey. All I know is we finna eat. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Having some turkey, so that that's how I looked at it. You know, yeah, I, no doubt, it's all good. Oh, it's Trust it's me. completely secondary what riled me up. I just I just want you to know <laughs> I was riled up. I think I was texting Brooke. No, time. yeah, absolutely. I thought. I mean, I thought the same thing. I was like, man, that was you know the whole point of of them even being there was just that. Well, hey, look, there's we, we we get the opportunity to do things together, together which is not normal. Together. And on top of that, I mean, yep. what did Jesus say? He said, "Don't let the left hand know what the right hand is doing." Part of me is like dialing the news station, going, "What am I doing?" You know, <laughs> but I thought I thought the pluses outweigh the negatives. Just, just to oh, let the world see that we're one church. You know, yeah, that's my heart. And 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 they did. 
They saw it. They did. Because those that came out there saw it. Sure. The people that came in uh, uh, and picked up turkeys and things, they mm. saw it. Yeah. And so what happens is those that need to see it, see it. Yeah. It's good perspective. So, YB, as we wrap this sucker up here, okay. um, I'm, I'm curious, uh, how can our specific colonial community... Um, pray for your specific unity community and and looking forward to the year coming up. How can we pray for you guys? I believe that prayer is is universal in it in its application, and this is what I mean by that. I can't give you a, a I can't be uh, specific or give you any specificity to it. All I can ask is that you pray that whatever God gives us to do, that we follow it. One that we're obedient, mm-hmm. and two. That God be glorified in our in our efforts. Um, I think the thing is is that we should want each other to succeed in a, what our goal is. Right. And our goal is just pleasing God. Yeah. Um, I, the vision I've laid out already. But you know, when Colonial is like, "Hey, let's pray for unity." Doesn't matter what it is. Let's pray for unity. Yeah. And and same thing, Colonial. Yep. Colonial, we pray not only do, do you fulfill your mission and your purpose, but at, at, the, at the onset or at the, uh, at the end of all of this pandemic, that this place overflows with those that are hungry for Jesus and not just attending a service. Yeah. And so if we're praying for that, if we're praying that his will be done, that kingdom come, his will be done, then we're all praying for the right things. Mm. Um, so I can't give you a specific thing. Oh, pray for that. We get this. Yeah, you know, right. Now I can tell you now, pray that if we get $200,000 for this, <laughs> you know, pay off the building in a year and we can go there. But the truth is all of that is in his plan. So if we pay, play his, pray his will yeah. and that our obedience mm. fall in line, man, we straight, mm. we straight. Well, we will, we will for sure continue to pray for you guys. Um, we're, we're excited just to be able to partner with you in the in the few times that we've been able to do it for oh, what yeah. for what may be for the time that you uh, you trade off with Lauren and and show our cameramen that they have to actually put some work into it so they got to move around a little bit more. Wait, what are you, <laughs> you saying? Am I glow in the dark here or what? Dude? <laughs> well, you, you don't move much. You're I don't. Oh, it's because I don't move much. <laughs> You're stationary in your. As you present the word of God, that's right. And, uh, how, how, did this, how did this turn? Uh, like this? Uh, I'm just saying, you know, you gotta get a little <laughs> in your stuff, man. A little bit. Well, nah. He's gonna give me some dance lessons. Hey, Amen. Yeah. Hey, there you go. I, I can, I can hope you. I really can. Please record that so I can we can watch hope that. You. I want to see that. Well, uh, again, I mean, I agree with you. I think it's it's really difficult for us to be kingdom-minded and say that we're kingdom-minded if we are not rooting for you guys, if we don't pray for your success as well. Right. Because if we're all in this together and we're doing the same things, maybe we're doing it in different styles, maybe we look different in how we're right. doing it, but ultimately we can't really say that we're praying for success in the city if we're not praying for your success as well. Absolutely. So right. Absolutely. You know this by now, but we got your back. I appreciate we're, it. We're cheering oh, you yeah. on. Oh, yeah. And I'm looking forward to us just deepening friendship amongst us as leaders. Um, I don't know how many strokes you're going to give me on the golf course, but I'm excited <laughs> about that. I suck. <laughs> no, I, I am sorry on the golf course. My handicap is a plus 40. Nice. Oh, we could hang out. That's right. Because mine's... At least that bad. Only thing I got Witness. on you is that I look good when I'm playing. What's the max? You know, like 56? I just, I just, 
<laughs> I just look they good when I'm playing. I don't even know if they You know what I'm saying? You know, I bring my Tiger Woods out there <laughs> with my outfit. I even made wear a red shirt. I oh, wear a red shirt. Look, yeah. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday red. red. Right. You know what I'm saying? There's no doubt you look good. <laughs> no, There's no I may have to go and glisten up my beard real there it good. Is. You know, make sure I'm detailed and come on out there and look good while I'm doing it. Now, I'm going to be sorry, but I'm going to look sorry, good. good doing it. You know what? The three of us are going to go play golf. We're going to bring Tanner with us, and we're going to just be the worst foursome on hey, the golf course. But we're going to have fun. Just play on through, guys. Just play on through. We're still trying to find the ball. Go around. <laughs> Four. <laughs> Sorry. We done lost another ball. You got another ball? That's right. All right. Uh, there it is. <laughs> David Youngblood, Pastor YB, thanks for being with us, man. I Bless really appreciate man. it. Thank we y'all. love Thank you guys. And, uh, man, I'm I'm excited for, uh, for what comes next. We're going to do it. All right. Bless y'all. Bless y'all. You've been listening to the E6 Podcast from Colonial Church. For more information about Colonial, please visit colonialchurch.com or download our app from the App Store or Google Play Store. You can send your thoughts or questions to our email at podcast at colonialchurch.com. And please leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.